Look, um, what can I say? Sorry about that. We'll Ooh. get there. It's still an experiment. It's a work in progress. The walk-on song. As a guest, the, I'm disgusted at my treatment having to listen to that. We will get there one day. We will nail it and we'll have the world's best <laughs> intro. Oh, you can but do us try. For the time being, hello and welcome to the Cars Guide podcast, where we tear down, pressure test and rebuild the issues of the Automotive Week. I'm James and this week I'm joined by regular contributor Peter. Hello. And one of our multiple mats, better Hi. known as Mr. Pritchard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this week we look at... Uh, Toyota shutting down its Australian manufacturing operations this week. Is it sad, inevitable? What does it mean for consumers and the economy? We're going to talk about Bathurst, which of course is coming up this weekend, and run through our most memorable moments in line with a story that appeared on our um, sibling website, Oversteer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then the, 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 the twin of that is if supercars go down the gurgler, we, we touched on this last week, that it's kind of in peril. What will happen to the Bathurst 1000? What happens then? Mm. We'll also talk about multimedia um, in your car. Uh, We had a discussion early one morning this week about Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, and various ones were incredulous that that might be a deal breaker in terms of the purchase of the car. Others saw it as a completely natural thing. So that's what we're going to cover. We'll also pull apart anything else that uh, bobs up along the way. We aim to call it straight, and we want you to be part of the conversation. Each week we'll cover as much of your feedback as possible, and I'll get to that in a minute. We've had our first feedback, Wee. which is fantastic. fantastic. So all you need to do is search Cars Guide on Facebook um, and Instagram. Use the hashtag CG Podcast or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. So our feedback, people, was from uh, the aptly named Jerry Attrick, <laughs> <laughs> and he sent us an email about our uh, discussion around the worst-looking Australian car. Now, that was written by young Tom, a story on Oversteer. I think we had two types of Commodore, a, a VN and a VB, and we had two types of Falcon, mm. um, an, e, an e, uh, AU, AU. Um, and then another one. And uh, <laughs> most the, of them, the AU, <laughs> the AU won it hands down. But yep. actually, yep. Jerry is in line with us when he says, "Look, what about the Lightburn Zeta?" And what? I think we even touched on that one. And he's also talking about the Hartnet, um, the Hartnet, which I think is a precursor to the Holden. Mm. Uh, oh no, he's saying fifty-one, fifty-five. Mm. Anyhow, mm. he had an Austin Seven with seven hundred and fifty CCs, two-wheel mechanical brakes, and seven point four five kilowatts. So he's saying, look, it just demonstrates how far technology improved the 20s through to the 50s. Um, and he thinks any of those awful-looking cars are actually quite good compared to those ones. I don't mind the light burn. I quite like its washing machine aesthetic. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it is It is a, a piece of white goods. that They weren't always white. No. I think the one in the National Motor Museum is a fetching shade of brown. Ooh. It's like a mission brown type I owned color. a brown car. Or it might be grey anyway. Who knows? Mm. How do I know that? Who cares? Who cares? Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> let's let's leap in. And yep. what we're talking about, first of all, is a fairly, you know, sad event. The closure of any car manufacturing plant is, uh, it's, it's really a positive thing. Mm. Toyota's been in Australia building cars for at least 50 years and uh, down in Victoria mainly. And just yesterday, the last car rolled off the line. It was a, it was a private kind of function down there. Um, it's it's sad. Was it inevitable? Mm. Uh, what do we think it means for the Australian economy and, and just for consumers in general? Does it matter? Um, Mr. Pritchard, what, what do you think? Yeah, look, as so as someone who, not an enthusiast, um, d- doesn't really... Like, I don't really think much about exactly where 
the cars that I drive come from. Mm. Uh, it's it's not something that ever really occurs to me. You know the the, the basic facts of where the company's based, but mm. really it's it's not something that ever. Uh, occurred to me personally. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's to a point you were making earlier, Peter, where you said, look, you might make an assumption that an Audi is built in Germany, mm. but actually they're it's built not. all over the place. Yeah, Poland. Poland. One yeah. place? Yeah. Just exactly. as an example. And mm. I think, um, again, BMW nailed it when they tried to get on top of this whole perception issue about uh, particular cars being built in particular countries. What yep. does that mean for quality? And they simply say that BMWs are built in BMW. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if their plant is in the US or their plant is in Europe or it's in any other, part, any other part of the world, their standards apply such that they're built in BMW. I think that's a great way of looking at it. Um, Well, if it works out that way. If it does work out that way. (laughs) Part of BMW's secret plot to declare themselves a sovereign nation. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, they've already got a currency. BMW bucks. Yeah. Beamer bucks. Beamer bucks. Beamer bucks. I love it. It's like Disney dollars. Beamer market. Bitcoin and Beamer bucks. (laughs) They wish. Fantastic. So, yeah, so that's a really good perspective, actually, Mm. Mr. Pritchard, that uh, people don't necessarily know or much less care, Mm. uh, really, where their car is made. I suppose reputation is everything and the proof of the pudding and what have you, if cars are reliable and if they're they're Mm. nicely built, that's what counts. It doesn't really matter where. And I I think as a nation we stop caring. Once once the, um, particularly once Ford and Holden started looking shaky, everyone kind of... Yeah. switched off yeah and that's went, it oh, well, it's a done deal it. it's it's happened now and I, I i don't i don't think brands and and sometimes car journalists i don't think they realize how quickly people move on from oh stuff. definitely yeah. and I, I think it was a it was a bit of a political uh football oh, there for a disaster. while in the yeah. sense that government uh so-called co-investment um in local yeah. manufacture had for a long time really largely been underpinning um mm. the viability of those uh manufacturers in this country um, and the the purists, like the the economic purists, would mm. say that's not a good thing. The neoliberals. Others yeah. others yeah. may say, well, look, employment's not a bad thing, and these factories do employ a yeah. lot of people. So you you could sit on either side of that fence. Um, but from a consumer point of view, Toyotas are still going to be Toyotas. I would argue that people thought they came from Japan anyway. Yeah, um, Even the ones that were built here. Um, Holden follows in a couple of weeks. We won't be building Holdens. That's probably mm. a di- different kettle of fish because. So much of Holden's, uh, the, the core substance of their brand is about being Australian. Yeah. Mm. So being yeah. built here might be a little bit different for them. But yeah. uh, More emotional, I think, for yeah. as a nation. Because it, it did come out of that whole FJ Holden it did. thing. Yeah. Whereas Ford just kind of wandered in with some American stuff and started building cars. Well, and I mean, the other thing to consider in 1948, when the 48215 arrived, it was immediately post World War Two, mm. and Australia wanted to have some kind of manufacturing capacity, yep. such that if a global conflict uh, emerged again, <laughs> we could get they stuff. could turn them over to munitions or or planes or whatever. Yep. That's not so much a thing um, yeah. in 2017. So, those primary underpinnings of the local industry it just doesn't Meh. exist anymore. Meh. Yeah. Well, look. Okay, let's leave it there. We yep. think it, we think it matters not a jot. No, that, I, uh, mean, I'm, I feel for the people that work yeah, in Toyota. I'm the same. Yeah. Um, to- Toyota particularly was very, very careful in terms of helping people into another career yeah. with retraining if they weren't going to be staying with Toyota. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I know of two people who I've met and spoken to. One said, oh, I've just 
gone into interior design. Yeah. And the other one said, I'm becoming a pilot. Yes. Like completely <laughs> unrelated to what they were doing. Absolutely. So, so Toyota, and I think from out of all the manufacturers that have been here locally, they're the only ones who have really looked after their staff themselves. Yeah. Whereas Ford and Holden have said, well, if the government could look after this now, that would oh, be tremendous. Be great. And well, it's like, well, you're right. You know. I, I, met, I was due to meet up with two people from Toyota. One said, I can't meet you because I'm going off to get my uh, uh, merchant ticket. Um, we're going to be a captain yeah. on a on a boat. And the other one said, "I'm doing a catering course, and I'm going to be a caterer." Yeah. Huh. Um, so they were really heading off in all kinds of directions, mm. and Toyota was ready to support any of that, any which of I it. think is pretty special. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I haven't heard of anyone being knocked back for what they wanted to do. Yeah, it's extraordinary. Yeah, and what a great what a great way to like that. And that's not something they've publicised. No, they just did it. And mm. I think also from the manufacturing plant down in Melbourne at Altona, their catch cry was "last car." best built car mm. you know best global car mm. so they wanted to make sure that their standards were right up there to the end so yep. very much mm-hmm. a positive front foot kind of thing on mm-hmm. on what really has been conceded by toyota as a as a failure yeah. you know how yeah. did this happen it's a it's a loss of face and um they're not thrilled about it but they've really been as positive as they can be absolutely in the aftermath of that decision good on them so listen, also topically this week, mm. it's that one weekend every year <laughs> where, where people go to the top of Mount Panorama and bury slabs of beer to be dug up at a to be dug up at a later date and consumed en masse whilst watching fast cars zip around the panoramic road yes. uh, at the top of Bathurst. <laughs> yeah. um, so we ran a story on oversteer during the week, which was again very timely because Bathurst is coming up. What is your Bathurst moment? What's your biggest Bathurst memory? Mm. Um, so, Peter, over to you. Where do, where do you sit? What's the one that stands out for you? Um, I was late to motor. Like we're not. A, we weren't a family that took any notice. So I didn't really start watching till later. And one of my enduring memories is Brocky backing it into a wall during a quali lap. It was big. It was the O one. I think it was Lounsey's first race. Actually, so he was partnering Lounds. And, um, yeah, he backed it into the wall fairly hard. You know, I remember the boot flipping up. And wow. I thought... Peter imperfect. That was quick. Like well, he, yeah, and right. I remember, you know, then the aftermath of him sitting in the garage you know, giving the thumbs up to the camera and drinking a bottle of water. And <laughs> he looked shaken. Shaken, <laughs> yeah, it really? Was a, it was a big one. Isn't that yeah. interesting? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then my second moment is... Uh, poor old Jack Perkins going to the back of Mark Scaife right. pretty much off the start line. Yeah. That was disappointing. That's interesting. For everyone concerned. Um, Mr. Pritchard, your highlight is not an on-track moment, but mm. it's it's related to the event. It is, it is, yeah. So I, uh, I'm i from Orange originally, which is a f- 45 minutes drive which from Bathurst. Which is the mm. new black. Um, mm. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It is the new black. <laughs> um, Artisanal. It is, yeah. But, mm. um, yeah, so it, it was sort of this really thing. Nice of botanic gardens in Orange. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. sorry. No, no, yeah, yeah, no yeah. it's, it's I think lovely. It's, like, I think lovely. Matt's beard is a tribute to that. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I didn't no, know no, it was in the room. <laughs> that was mean. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. beard? What beard? <laughs> oh, you mean this three months of bum fluff? <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so you were in Bathurst? Um, yeah, yeah. And so I, uh, I, I went to visit a friend of mine uh, and... I driving through town. I'm sort of. I hadn't clicked that it was the race weekend. And I'm driving through Bathurst, <laughs> thinking to myself, "Why are there so many police?" <laughs> they had there was like a helicopter, and um, and they had the uh, the, the the massive uh, RBT right. and uh, drug testing mm. station. Right, right. Mm. Um, I went to see my friend. <laughs> Uh, yes. We went into town. I yeah. was 
breath and drug tested. Right. Uh, went, drove my friend back home. Uh, mm. Then was heading back home myself. Uh, was this before you scored the crack or up? Yeah. after? Look, I, I feel like I can't quite okay. see Look, I'm, I'm wondering if you'd put your shirt I, back on and remove the nipple tassels. <laughs> Look, you guys ask me to be on the podcast. This and is just how I get comfortable when I record, <laughs> okay? All right. Just, yep. st- stop harshing my buzz, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, um, but no, I definitely <laughs> said winking did not score any hard yeah, drugs. Fine. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So when did, it, when did it twig? When did it come to light that you realised there was a motor race on? Um, I think it was... Was it the guy with the goon bag under his arm shouting, show us your tits? <laughs> you know, like that should have been it. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, not I'm a little slow on the uptake a lot of the time. <laughs> uh, so it wasn't that. Um, I actually think it might not have been until I got home. <laughs> and I'd mentioned, right. because my dad's a, my dad's a, a, a car nut uh, right. and a race nut. And actually that was, because we'd actually, you know, like, it's amazing that I didn't, Realized no. because I I've been you'd to been the race. to the race prior yeah to yeah that. I yeah. like when my dad and my brother and I used to go um, was this before or after they'd moved it from the public holiday because Ooh. because I know I thought Bathurst was on the long weekend and I'd actually book something around it hmm. <laughs> it worked Turned out up well and there were no cars <laughs> well no it worked out well for me because I had a, a car for a day longer than I was hoping it was yeah. you beauty. <laughs> But yeah, was I mean, this, could this be a critical moment in, in what happened here? This would have been around two thousand and nine. So um, I think okay. that was before they moved it. Oh well, I can't remember yeah. when they moved okay. it. Okay, well that's um, that's fantastic. So yeah. you were drug tested twice <laughs> by the same you cop, did, and you didn't by, <laughs> by, the, same <laughs> cop. by the same cop. Did he and recognize you? No. And so on the second time, yeah, you know, oh, we're, that's yeah, because we're he put his shirt back on and packed <laughs> off the nipple tassels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd um, wow. no, and he uh, he because he asked the first time about you know, oh look, have you like we're going to be doing a drug test as well? Have you ever done one of these? Uh, no. And second it. time, second time, have you ever done one of these? I was like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh cool, okay. And I was like, yeah, you like half an hour ago from you. <laughs> Why are you back here, mate? What are yeah. you trying to hide? Yeah. 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 All right. Well, look, I'll, yeah. I'll finish it off with um, with three, and right. I'm showing my age by them all coming from the 1970s. Mm. In third position, I've got the Moffat and Bond form finish in 1977. Mm. XC hardtops um, down Conrad Strait. Uh, the Moffat Ford dealers. Uh, that to me, as a kid, was just oh my god, that's amazing. That's mm. like a Hollywood film. Mm. Uh, number two was 1971, Bill Brown barrel rolling uh, across the fencing at McPhillamy Park. Uh, mm. 45 years on, that footage still rolls just about every Bathurst. Yeah. Um, he was in a GDHO phase three and unbelievably walked away from that wow. crash. That was extraordinary. Um, and number one has to be Brock Richards. Brock winning by six laps, taking it flag to flag, putting it on pole, mm. winning the race without ever having been headed and on the last lap, breaking the lap record. That, I think, was peak Brock. That yeah. was when he really cemented his mm. kind of legacy as the master of Mount Panorama. And that was um, just an amazing moment. So we'd love to hear your greatest Bathurst yeah. moments. Mm-hmm. Please get in touch and let us know. We'll give you the details again at the end of the, the podcast. But it'd be great. the better. It'd be great to hear <laughs> what you've got to say. So that, that then kind of leads on to the, the question. We, we touched on it last week that supercar seems to be at a fork in the road. We've got... Mm. V6 turbos and other kind of configurations. I think we can have two-door coupe-style cars rather than your traditional sedans. At the moment, it's a diminished field with the likes of Nissan about to depart, we think, Mm. um, where uh, Mercedes, such as it was with AMG, was in there. 
Uh, Volvo now departed. We're down to a kind of a Ford Holden thing by default. But the Falcon <laughs> is finishing up. Yep. Commodore is continuing on it. What what happens to Bathurst if yeah. all of that just falls in a heap? Well. I- who knows? I mean, this is the great thing about motorsport. You can reinvent yourself. I mean, the Bathurst 1000 was super tourers for a while there. Um, Alongside the V8s, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the V8s ran, ran their own race, yeah. didn't they? It was a separate yep. thing. And yep. um, yes, there was that two-class race. And, mm. and so motorsport can reinvent itself. And I think the local the local series is, is yeah, as you say, it's at a crossroads. Mm. I thought for a while that it would be it would become GT3. Yeah. Um, but I don't know anymore because because the supercars have bought GT3. Well, I think basically. I think the one thing we've learned from history is that there is only room in Australia really for one yes. big motorsport category that yep. everyone can get behind. Yep. And at the moment, uh-huh. that's you know supercars. supercars. Um, so if it were to fall over, what you'd be looking is for something else to emerge and take that premier position. Yeah. And I wouldn't be at all averse to the idea of the main Bathurst race being the 12 hour. Yeah. You know, and you've got that diversity of brands and yep. different makes and all of that exotic kind of great racing mm-hmm. um, still at Mount Panorama. Yep. That's a scenario that I wouldn't be um, it's a crack terribly of a race. upset about. It's such a good race. Yeah. And it has become a GT3 race anyway, yeah. really. And that's, again, no bad thing. Have you been drug tested, Mr. Pritchard, at the at the 12 hour <laughs> in Bathurst at any stage? No, I, I, I haven't. They didn't know it was on. Yeah. Because the cars are a bit quieter. No, it was too out of it. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He couldn't drive. <laughs> it was just—he's got connections that we don't even want to know. He, he, he locked himself in the Hilton hotel room for for the, for the yeah. whole weekend Please, and just—I can't know. afford the Hilton. <laughs> is know, it a Hilton you know, out there? Do you, do you know, yeah, but do you know what you can buy for Hilton hotel room money? <laughs> right. Come on, okay. You no. bribe the concierge. I, I feel like I should also chuck in a disclaimer. <laughs> like, I I am actually not a drug addict. No, he's <laughs> not. He's absolutely <laughs> not. No, no, no. And he's that's not. what they all oh, say. Um, um, no, that's what he said. And believe it. Believe it or not, I don't partake either because I'm obnoxious enough as I am. I don't need any (laughs) chemical assistance. Assistance. All right. That's good. So, look, who knows where that will go, but Mm. we we think uh, if it went to another category, it would have to be the one and only. I know that Supercars has been experimenting with, uh, you know, I don't want to... It's almost the word novelty, kind of open wheel um, uh, formulas and what have you, but really there's room for one. And if Supercars uh, heads south, uh, it'll be interesting to see what emerges yeah, yeah. from the ashes or alongside it. Yep. Um, mm. Right, moving on. Mm. We s- had a conversation uh, during the week um, amongst the editorial team that was around what has emerged as a really critical piece of technology in people's cars and in people's new car purchase mm-hmm. process. Mm. So the ability to hook up your smartphone, be it an iPhone or an Android device, and use CarPlay, Apple CarPlay, or Android Auto to mirror the various functions of that phone directly into your car's multimedia system. Mm. And Mm -hmm. it's rapidly becoming a make-or-break thing, which I, for one, was a little bit incredulous about. I thought, surely if you had a great car and Mm. that was the only thing that it didn't have, it couldn't put you off the purchase of that car. But I stand to be corrected, and various ones have said <laughs> to me that's absolutely a deal-breaker. Mm. Mr. Pritchard, you, you uh, mentioned that, and you had some some uh, yeah. examples. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was talking to a uh, um, uh, my uncle who is looking at buying a new car, and his main criteria was it has to have CarPlay. Um, mm. And... Uh, even even then too, because uh, so my, my family, uh, my parents just recently bought uh, an Everest, um, and so they were doing the you know showing it off to you know the family over yeah, the great. weekend. And, yeah, um, we can see it from space, so it's not hard to do. Great, that. Great. Yeah, yeah, no, and the. <laughs> 
It's it is it's huge. Yeah. But I feel like it it wasn't as huge as it looked. I no. feel like it has a really big like there are degrees of hugeness. Mm. True. Yeah. 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 Anyway. There's huge and then there's huge. Yeah. But so, so I, so I'm no expert. So they were. <laughs> Particularly focused on and thrilled about the CarPlay bit. Yeah, it was. It was so. the, the comment was made. You know, normally it, were, it used to be that you'd crowd around the engine or the, yeah, right. the inner workings Isn't of it, and this time yeah. around it was you yeah, know, yeah. like, look at my multimedia display. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, right. um, well, it's such a nice part of the your interaction with the car. But yeah. I, I know mm. Peter, you've you've got some background in this area. What what are your thoughts? So I mean, that's a wide criteria as long as it has CarPlay. So that's anything mm. from a Hyundai Accent to a Ferrari California. So I like I like I like that he's <laughs> yeah. open to suggestions. Um, no, I think uh, any car that doesn't have it, it's rubbish. Like it, there's no, there's absolutely no reason why a car can't have Apple CarPlay. That's that has been designed in the last five to six years. I mean, I, I look at there's one manufacturer. They've just brought out a car that is absolutely down. Like they're trying to get the youth and then they put this cruddy Alibaba, some accountants bought it on a drunken Alibaba binge <laughs> and it's a garbage head unit and it hasn't got car play and they're like, this car's for the youth. Like, well, they don't what's want the, that. What's the minimum quantity normally on Alibaba? What Probably 500,000. 500, yeah, so, yeah. so there's quite a few in stock. They've bought 20 million of them. Wow. Because every single car from this manufacturer that I've driven has apart, it. apart from one that came from another part of the world has this crap head unit. Yeah. And it's 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 utter rubbish. And you young people are going to go, oh, yeah, well, hang on a minute. Like, they're not going to care that it's, that it's gutless. They're not going to care it's CBT. Uh, they're really going to care it hasn't got CarPlay and Android Auto. Yeah. And mm-hmm. because those two things take a lot of functionality from the phone that you would normally be faffing about with um, you know, on the phone itself, which is, of course is extremely dangerous, um, it, it's as much a safety as a feature thing. Yeah, and right. it is literally, it's like five lines of code in... To do it. To do it. It's, yeah, there's, right. There's so little, like the phone yeah, actually right. does most of the work. Yep. The, the, the code itself is, is minimal and it, it's, it, yes, they have to license it. And I've spoken to a couple of manufacturers who go, look, it's not a simple process, but yeah. one of the largest car manufacturers in the world don't seem to be able to see their way to put it And apparently cars. one of the, the bigger business benefits is that if your smartphone is connected, you can mm. do things like email on the fly. Yeah, and, you can and, talk and, stuff into and it. And talk yeah. stuff into it. So that's a big safe, that's the safety Huge point safety. that you mentioned. Yep. You can access your yeah. podcasts. You can access your podcasts and listen to the Cars, Cars Guide, Guide podcast. Of course, uh, the one at the top of Apple your list. list. Well, the only yeah. one you even have on your phone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously. All the others have been deleted since. <laughs> right. Of course. But also, too, even keeping it the same uh, across the board. Because yeah. um, I know like, I've, they've, cause I, I, I don't drive a lot, um, mm. but the, the, the cars that I have been driving mm. lately you know when you like if you try and use the the gps yeah. oh yeah it's it's such a pain to try and work yeah. out so you're thinking the uniformity of to be able to yeah. just go into google maps yeah. because I, I know how to use that yeah, uh, yeah, yeah and yeah. it's it, and like uh, you get into a cheap car and for the manufacturer putting a sat nav into that car makes a material difference to yes. the cost yes when it's a 13990 car, so take the Hyundai Accent. That has Apple CarPlay, yep. so you've got a sat-nav, you've got a proper media, you've got all these things. True, right? And, right. and like, car makers are terrible at building user interfaces. They're just like, they know how to do dials. They know how to do, whenever they try and push the boat out, it all goes wrong. Like when, hold, I mean, I liked, I liked this little dash they had in the Barina and the tracks, but everyone went, oh, no, that's terrible. But when you plug in an Apple or an Android phone, it's got an interface that they've spent literally billions on doing. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. They don't have to worry about it. Well, that's and true. The maps are in there. I would have thought, yes, that mm. 
car companies are going to be motivated by whatever costs them less mm, um, yeah. to deliver. Yeah. And if the benefit for their customers is greater, that's a that's a total win-win. For the five or ten bucks per unit, and I know that's a lot in, in car. I mean, I know car accountants uh, like car company accountants bullets over cents uh, over cents but yeah. for the five or ten bucks that it might cost them up front to put apple carplay in a car that i think in the consumer's head that yep. is worth a hell of a lot more because they've just spent right. 1400 bucks on the phone yep they want it to work in the car well, well that's so good. too you, you don't have to update your sat nav oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that you happens just, automatically yeah. yeah it's all done so tell us tell us dear listener um what do you make of that where does Apple CarPlay or Android Auto sit in terms of your priority list when you're assessing a new car purchase? Does it matter? Does it not? It would be great to hear from you. Let us know what you think. Um, we're, we're coming towards the latter part of the program, but there's one little um, outlier that I'd love to chuck in there. Mm. Um, I'm as prone to anyone as going down rabbit holes on YouTube and I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll have a look. I'll have a look at Jay Leno from time to time. Oh. And I'm look, I'm torn. I, I, I don't know. There's the personality of the person, and that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But then there's also his habit of collecting every car on yeah. the planet. And I know that in the US, there are lots of car collectors that have many multiples of cars. Mm-hmm. But to me, is he a hero? Is he saving cars from destruction by, by keeping them undercover and making sure they're safe for posterity? Or is he a dickhead because he's like someone who's gone into the chocolate shop and go, oh, these chocolates are nice. I want all the chocolates. <laughs> and can't stop himself. And just has gone to that wicked excess that sums up so much of what seems to be wrong with, with the USA right now. Yeah. Who, 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 who wants to start? Yeah. Peter, look, what do you reckon? Look, I, I, I think Jay Leno and Chris Evans are the same sort of person. So Chris Evans was, obviously, was the host of Top Gear for 12 minutes. So not, not Captain America. No, not that yeah, guy. Cool. He's, yeah. he's cool. Um, so they, they thought. So the p- television people are morons. I've decided because they think because someone owns lots of cars, they're a car guy. And Chris Evans is not a car guy. He has lots of really expensive cars, but he's not a car guy. He hasn't got the faintest idea what makes car people tick. And I think Jay Leno is the same. I think it's actually just about the the consumption because there are mi- literally millions of people who will happily take the same cars that he's paying too much for and look after them. Uh, and get more use out of them because when one person has access to such a large garage, only one person gets to drive it. Sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Where do you stand mm-hmm. on this, Mr. Pritchard? Um, do you have an opinion? It's okay not to. Yeah, no. I Honestly, I, I, I don't. Uh, I, I, I was always more of a Craig Ferguson kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. but, yeah. The man who completely subverted late night television mm-hmm. without I, anyone knowing. I reckon <laughs> for, for what it's worth, in his quieter moments, I've watched... He, he, when he kicked off post his uh, Tonight Show or whatever the one was that the he second fronted... second time, yes. Um, he was very big. He had the Blastoline Special, which was the tank engine car and all of these really outlandish cars. Mm. It seems as though he may have matured a bit in terms of his appreciation of cars and he's got some older mm. classics where he's taken a more subtle and fairly sensitive approach to restoring them. He hasn't gone over the top. He hasn't put two engines in them that they shouldn't have ever had and mm. made front-wheel drive cars, rear-wheel drive and all that stuff that he was doing. Seems to have settled down a bit. So for me, the jury's out a bit. He was mm. definitely in the dickhead camp there for a while. But I think he's moving into the. He's not quite a hero, but he's somewhere in between. Well, I think like any anyone who owns a McLaren F1 should be okay in my books. Yeah. But you know, like yeah, he's got I thousand, really take the, the yeah. yeah mm. I really take that point about is he really a genuine hundred percent car guy? So let's hear what let's hear what you have to say, listeners. It'd be great to hear. So look, we'll 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 draw a line under it at that point. We'll wrap it up. Thank you, Peter. Quite a right. And Mr. Pritchard, mm. thank you for having me. 
And thank you for listening. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show or anything else that's on your mind. Kick us off with some topics. We'd love to, to hear what you think. Just search for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram. Use the hashtag CGPodcast or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. Suggest you also flick us an audio file. It'd be great. We can actually just bring you up into the podcast yeah, and you can be, be cool. a member of the group. That'd be brilliant. Keep it clean. Remember to subscribe <laughs> and please rate and review us on iTunes. It helps others to find the podcast. Yes, please. So um, hope you can join us next time. And until then, remember, you can't buy happiness, but you can buy cars. And that's kind of the same thing. <laughs> <laughs>